My Viewfinder is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. The Alberta Podcast Network is a program to support Albertan podcasts by connecting us with local businesses and initiatives to keep our stories and our interests at the fore. If you're interested in finding more Albertan podcast content in a wide range of topics, check out their website, albertapodcastnetwork.com, or you can connect with them over social media. They are at albertapodnet on both Instagram and Twitter. Hello, this is David Yan here, and this is the 53rd episode of My Viewfinder. Uh, That means a couple things. Number one, it's been a full year that this podcast has been in existence, which is kind of nuts. They say, statistically, podcasts don't last more than six months. I don't know if that's true, but it is a lot of work, and uh, it is something that I find is kind of uh, something to be proud of. It's pretty interesting to be here. The other thing that I thought would be interesting is to take a moment to reflect on um, where I was when this started, what I've learned through this process, and where I intend to go from here. Perhaps a good way to start uh, is with sort of a quick Google search about the word viewfinder. So I'm on Wikipedia here, and the first two lines, sort of, is that a viewfinder is what photographers look through to compose and in many cases to focus the picture. Most viewfinders are separate and suffer from parallax. Parallax is defined as a displacement or difference in the apparent position of an object viewed along two different lines of sight. The basic principle is that when I look through my viewfinder, it is not an accurate depiction of what my lens will see. Now, of course, technologically that has changed with electronic viewfinders, but as a principle, I think is great metaphor for what's been um, holding me back, which is that I had an intuition, but now a sort of realization that what I've been looking for is a unifying sense of reality, that I want everyone to be in agreement with the world that I see, or that I want to see what other people see And it seems that that's likely impossible. I've had the opportunity over the last year to speak with so many creators, uh, both old friends and new, uh, to ask them and to delve into what drives them to be photographers. And that's an interesting proposition only because there's something unique, in my opinion, about pursuing photography. There is something about using a camera that seems to suggest that all of us are concerned with the nature of reality. Now, it doesn't have to be uh, such a high-minded concept, but there's also something unique about using a device that's meant to, allegedly, capture accurate depictions of light bouncing off of objects and to display them as accurately as possible. In comparison, when we look at other fine art practices, most other forms of artistic expression have a much wider separation between what is perceived how it's interpreted, and then how it's meant to be communicated to an audience. Photography, of course, has many offshoots. And so we often get into these debates about the role of post-processing, about the role of contextualizing and describing the intended meaning of said photograph, about fine art practices that manipulate scenes in order to convey, um, you know, stories. Ultimately breaking it down to the very basis of how the technology works. One, I think, wouldn't pick up a camera if they weren't interested in the nature of reality itself. That's a big, big claim. 
But I've had a chance to speak with, uh, what, 50 different people in a variety of different pursuits. Uh, some young, some old, some who have been focused entirely on this craft, seemingly their entire life. Some who have uh, arrived at it after a storied career in many different fields. Or people like me who are in the midst of a midlife crisis, uh, you know, looking for some anchor point to rebuild their life around. So where was I a year ago? A year ago, I was, uh, just before COVID started, really kind of fraying at the edges. And we've talked about this a little bit, that I really didn't understand what I was looking for with my camera anymore. And so the idea of this podcast was to ask uh, essentially philosophical questions about both the nature of reality and my relationship to it. Because of the pursuit of an interview format, I've sort of strayed from that as a defined principle. I've spent the year in essentially collecting experiential data from all these amazing people. And so in reflection, I am making this broad statement that in order for me to move forward in this podcast, I need to switch gears a little bit and uh, go back to the principle of questioning the nature of reality itself. What is my relationship with photography now? Ironically, I think I'm using that word correctly, I'm taking less photographs than ever before. But I don't think this is because I am now separate from photography. I think it's because I'm learning to respect the craft even more. Maybe even becoming more afraid of it. Because for me personally, the power of individual photographs is uh, lost. I am now searching for a way to express full narratives, to tell stories. And in that regard, I have absolutely no idea what to do next. It's also the reflection that with that fear, there is a story there to tell. And so as a quick example, as I've shared so many times, uh, having been diagnosed with epilepsy and having suffered through a full tonic-clonic seizure, I do feel like there's work for me there uh, to use photography and to use my art to share those stories. But there's also this great fear that I don't want to look at the story myself. In one of the latest seizures, my wife actually took a video of the event. And, uh, you know, even a year and a half, two years later, I'm still scared to watch the fucking thing. And so if I can't look at that, I am clearly not going to be able to photograph anything outside of that particular health problem. You know, all of these broad, high-minded, falutin concepts of, uh, you know, culture in Calgary and the work I did with perspectives on, uh, let's say, advocating for emerging artists. I've realized that taking a two-year hiatus from that has separated me from what's actually happening on the ground. And this city is evolving at an incredible rate. So I am, again, finding myself unable to take that first step back forward into that world to see if there's more stories for me to tell over there. To add one more dimension, I'm finding myself really enjoying this podcast and on the other project that I have, YouTube Medium. There's something about encapsulating time, being able to live through a moment rather than standing in one in itself, I think gives an opportunity, at least pedantically, to tell a more involved story. Is that better or worse? I don't know. 
but I do spend all my time building these things. <laughs> and so moving forward, I think what I'm going to do is this. I think that I'm going to take a quick break, uh, not just to kind of lie back and do nothing, but I'm going to go back to the first principle, which is the philosophical one. And I'm going to return, uh, I hope, with a new direction to utilize historic conversations about the nature of not just reality, but our relationship to it through my viewfinder. What form will that take? I actually don't know, but that will be the project moving forward. On the odd chance that this is the last episode that appears for this podcast conversation, I want to thank anyone who's been listening for their attention. I'd like to encourage anyone listening to reach out to me if I've been missing something and they'd like to talk to me about it personally or on air. But I'd also like to um, end with this thought. One of my biggest mistakes I'm learning is to expect immediate results. That when I partake in some endeavor that there needs to be, I don't know, some acknowledgement, uh, some reward, and some completed project at the end. Instead, I think a more constructive manner of living is probably to just live through it. My biggest focus lately is preparing to run my first marathon. And I had this one insight, which I thought was interesting. I was uh, out there on one of my longer runs and I realized I'd spent so much energy um, worrying about what muscle group I was using, whether I would get sore, uh, how my breathing was, that I was forgetting to actually just run. And I started uh, sort of, I don't know, chanting or telling myself to try to stop thinking about running and to just run. And I think looking back at photography, I'm having the same problem. I spent several years learning how to photograph uh, quote unquote correctly. I've learned uh, the mechanical operation of my camera, how to manipulate it the mechanical operation of my computer, how to manipulate things, lighting, um, framing, the whole thing. And I am certainly by uh, any means not an expert on any of them, but I have a wealth of experience lived in that inform how I approach the art form itself. But as we uh, discussed just uh, a couple of minutes ago, I am not actually taking pictures. I'm thinking about taking them. And when I take them, I'm thinking about how I'm taking them <laughs> instead of just being in the moment with the camera itself. So again, if this is the last uh, we'll talk over uh, this medium, I would encourage you to look at that. Um, and I think many of the people that I've met uh, don't get caught in this trap. But if you are listening to this and you think anything like uh, I do, yeah, maybe I'll make this message about myself, Dave. Stop thinking about taking pictures and just go and fucking take some pictures. And it doesn't matter whether they turn out. It doesn't matter whether they lead to anything. It doesn't even matter whether I have an intent in taking them. I need to just let the pictures themselves start telling the story. You know, saying that out loud, that's a message I've been hearing actually from all my guests, isn't it? Hmm. Makes you wonder, am I really hearing anything at all? I'll have to make a new podcast called My Headphones. At any rate, that's all I have to say here. My hope is to speak to you soon uh, with a reconfiguration of a conversation, or maybe better yet, see you out there somewhere.
be it on the street, in a gallery, on the internet, on YouTube, something. Sharing my work as opposed to asking you how you do yours. But either way, yeah, thanks for a year of great insight. And I hope that I've been able to help you as much as myself in becoming aware of my viewfinder. This episode of My Viewfinder has been brought to you by PodPower. With PodPower, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertan and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a PodPower shout-out to Book Women. Book Women is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form that they enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics, social media, films, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. At ATB, we make banking work for you. With expert and practical advice in everyday banking and investment planning expertise and management services with ATB Wealth, you can be confident that you're making smart choices when it comes to your money. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit atb.com.